You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. Hey gang, I am back again. Uh, recording another of these solo 1980s essential movie podcast episodes. Uh, so lucky for you, I am uh, back in the game, going strong, and uh, sharing some love with you. Uh, what had happened was that you had, in my life, a gap of about, I want to say 20 minutes maybe, of the last recording that I did, uh, where I was talking about Ran, uh, and now I'm recording the next one. So there really hasn't been a lot in the life and times of Dave to uh, share with you, but something that's been kind of funny uh, is something I, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast before, uh, but I've been sharing it on my personal Facebook feed, is that uh, every morning I've been kind of just giving an outline of my the, the life and times of Dave uh, and you know sometimes it's insightful other times it's just kind of my absurd view on whatever's happening on in my house uh, so the thing that I'm pretty sure I I don't know if I mentioned it but I like squirrels I like watching the squirrels in my backyard so I've gone so far as to buy a feeder, an actual squirrel feeder. So this is a metal box that uh, you, you, you'd affix to a, a tree or you know whatever you want. And you can put in food you know, for squirrels to munch on. So it's not necessarily a bird feeder, but just a squirrel feeder. And so I become kind of obsessed with watching, you know, the furry little friends uh, prance around the yard. Uh, and, you know, I, I say prance because, you know, they're, they're very nimble little creatures. Um, but, uh, so I've gotten a little bit obsessed with, you know, in my, you know, our lockdown world of when I'm working from home, you know, and I take a... A break to get a cup of coffee or you know just to tear myself away from the computer for you know 15 you know 10 15 minutes or even five minutes you know I sit there and I scan the backyard looking for the squirrels so I encourage them by having this feeder uh, in fact this is the second feeder I have a uh, an old bird feeder that was kind of just sitting on a limb hanging on a limb in the uh, on the backyard tree and I had um, started putting peanuts in that yeah I took the top off of it so they can easily just reach into the uh, the box and grab a peanut and then you know sit there and munch away on it so in, in essence that was my first squirrel feeder but it wasn't like as formal as now this new metal one but uh, the part that I wanted to share was, you know, that, you know, now I had these two squirrel feeders 
every weekday morning. Yeah, on the weekends I'm not as stringent, but I have a routine on the weekday. Uh, and you know the schedule is this. You know I get up, you know first thing in the morning. Uh, you know usually about six thirty, uh, and I get myself. You know I take a shower of course, and then I you know put on fresh clothes, which is basically a clean T-shirt and shorts. You know that's my uniform nowadays working from home. And by the way, I freaking love that. I love not having to wear shoes <laughs> and jeans. Um, so uh, a work from home model is really kind of cool uh, from that respect. Um, but you know, I get up in the morning, I take my shower, shave, put on fresh clothes, uh, and I uh, get myself, you know, get the Keurig going, get a cup of coffee, get a big glass of water, a cup of water with ice. Uh, take my medicine. Uh, I take two pills every day, and uh, you know I I feed the no no I don't feed the dogs. Hold on, uh, and then you know I sit down and then I go through quickly you know finding my positive news for the day. I share that on Facebook. I find a song I want to share. I I share that on the Bonsai Retro Club Facebook feed. And then on my personal Facebook feed, I reshare the Bonsai Retro Club song, but I also do a write-up of whatever's in my brain. So the topic that I have been writing about a lot lately is, you know, these squirrels and the squirrel feeder. Uh, and today was actually a project where the squirrel feeder that was closest to the house, the big tree right next to... I want to say the kitchen window. Uh, the wife was worried that squirrels are going to be, uh, by by my encouraging them to be close to the house, she was worried that they were going to cause damage to the house somehow. So um, over the course of the last few days, I had laid out a game plan for the back corner where I wanted to do some cleanup work and make it a little more easier on the eyes for us when we're sitting in the backyard and enjoying just, you know, being in the backyard. Uh, and that involved, you know, taking an edger and edging out a certain section of the of the back corner. Uh, and this is where all those, the big cable box things come in, you know, that's in the yard. That's kind of a nuisance. Um, and, you know, make that area prettier and, uh, you know, put like a you know, an edge with a mulch pile, you know, that, you know, looks really kind of nice. And then we're going to eventually buy a bush and put it there in the center. And then that will kind of be in the way when we're sitting in the backyard, you know, and where we're not seeing those cable box things. The wife decided that, you know, hey, that's where the squirrel feeder should be rather than the, the tree closest to the house. So not wanting to have a huge debate on the placement of you know a squirrel feeder, I went along with the game plan. So I actually had a uh, uh, a post you know that we had already had. Uh, I mounted it to one of the uh, fence posts and moved the squirrel feeder over to that uh, that new location. The funny part was over the course of dinner. And there was actually six of us at, at around the island at the uh, the dinner table, and 
a lot of the conversation was around the squirrels that were now having to, you know, find the new location of where the squirrel food was. And so my wife very aptly said, you know what, you know, because she's facing the back window and I'm usually facing towards the front of the house when we're eating. You know, that's just been our, our designated spots. And she says, you know what? Maybe we should change spots so you can see the squirrels when we're eating dinner. So I thought that was kind of a fun little thing for her. So even though she did relegate me to the back corner of the uh, uh, the backyard uh, with the squirrel feeder, and I, you know I, I say that tongue in cheek because I went along with the game plan. I could have debated it, but you know, really, you know, there's be- better things in the world to debate than that. But, you know, now she recognizes the fact that I'm fascinated with these little creatures that, you know, I should have a good view of them while we're eating dinner. Um, So kudos for her for saying that. We'll see if the next time we're all having dinner together, if we execute on that idea. Um, So I'll have a change of perspective, being able to see in the backyard uh, and watching my little furry friends. There's about four of them in the backyard earlier tonight uh so it was kind of fun to to see that to 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 see the uh, the multitude of visitors and depending on the type of food that i buy some of them have like a um, they call it critter feed uh, and it seems to attract small birds as well so we have a lot more visitors of small birds and um, squirrels and chipmunks as a result of having you know this you know that specialized feed and i don't understand why they have to do apple flavoring for that but you know maybe the people that manufacture that stuff know way more than me so i'll leave it to those guys so here i am almost 10 minutes in talking about squirrels let's go ahead and stop the insanity and start talking about the main topic right and that why you tuned in you did not tune in to hear about my fetish for furry animals. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did I say that loud? I did not mean that like it sounded. Um, let's not call it a fetish, okay? Um, all right, well, maybe it is. Um, I guess the first pro- first time of recognizing that you have a problem is to admit you have a problem. So, hi, I'm Dave. I have a squirrel fetish. There, I said it. I feel so much better now. I need a moment. Let's insert the bumper here. This is a day something podcast. family ever seen a spook specter or ghost if the answer is yes then don't wait another minute pick up your phone and call the professionals go ghostbusters our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs we're ready to believe you now we know and knowing is half the battle it to each other Party on, dudes!
Hey, this is Dave, and you are listening to Bonsai Retro Club Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, joining me, because this is a solo episode. Uh, and we are going to continue down the journey of the 1980s essential movie list. For those that are not familiar, I had found this list on RottenTomatoes.com. It had 140 1980s essential movies. And I said, you know what, Dave? Personal challenge. You are going to record a podcast episode for every one of those goddamn movies. And I'm doing it. I am working on it. I'm trying to get through it. Uh, and I feel like I've kind of gotten into a little dry patch of movies that I'm not that familiar with. You know, so the motivation had kind of sunk a little bit, but I'm back in the saddle. I'm going again, kicking it strong. Here we go. So the next movie up is on the list number 63. It's released in 1985. It's called To Live and Die in L.A. Uh, what we're going to do at this time is we're going to insert the trailer. And we'll do that here. So Live and Die in L.A., I'm going to do the full movie info, uh, much like I did last episode, which normally I just give you a little blurb, but I want to give a little more uh, a little more insight into this. Uh, William Fritkin's crime thriller based on a book by U.S. Secret Service agent Gerald Pitevich, Pitevich? Pitevich. concerns an arrogant Secret Service official who wants to get his man at any price. William Defoe plays Eric Masters, an ultra-smooth counterfeiter who has managed to sidestep the police for years. He 
He's so upfront about his dealings. In fact, when some undercover agents tried to make a deal with him at his health club, Eric tells them, I've been coming to this gym three times a week for five years. I'm an easy guy to find. People know they can trust me. But when young and eager Secret Service agent Richard Chance, played by William L. Peterson, finds out that his partner has been cold-bloodedly murdered by Eric, he trains his relentlessness upon capturing Eric, whether it means robbery, murder, or exploiting his friends and associates. As Chance erases the dividing line between good and evil, he drags his new partner, John Vukovich, played by John Pankow, uh, and Ruth Lanier, played by Darlene Flugel, and ex-con down into the maelstrom with him. Uh, let's see, rated R. It's got a runtime of 114 minutes, directed by William Friedkin. Huh, they list him twice. William Friedkin? William Friedkin. Weird. Uh, and I think I said it was released in 85, didn't I? I may have. Anyway, if I didn't, there it is. Uh, I haven't seen it. I've not seen this movie, but I just watched the trailer and I now want to fucking watch this movie. It looks fucking gangbusters exciting. Defoe is just a crazy ass son of a bitch. I love seeing him in movies. Uh, so I, I, it kind of bugs me that this one slipped by me and I, I never made the time to see it. Uh, you know, based on the release, you know, year. You know, I would have been the ripe old age of 14. And um, I, you know, I know that I wouldn't have been able to go to the theater to see this, but I know that it would have been in, like, on HBO or Cinemax, which we had those channels back then. And I could have cut it then. Uh, so I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't make time for it. I, and uh, it feels like I have to fill that gap. I have to watch this movie now. Uh, the trailer looks really awesome. Uh, a lot of action, uh, and like I said, I like Defoe. You know, he's iconic. You know, and he's just, pardon the phrase, a bad motherfucker. <laughs> um, so I, um, yeah, I, I want to see this. In fact, this may have become at the top of my list of movies that I haven't seen that I want to see now. You know, courtesy of doing this journey. Uh, some of those that had popped up along the way, um, I remember after talking about Moonstruck, I had, uh, you know, determined that I wanted to see that as well, uh, and I haven't made time for that. Um, by the way, fun conversation. Um, there is, you know, there's some big, I want to say big gaps in my 1980s movie watching uh, life, uh, and one of them is pretty prevalent. Um, in fact, it has now culminated itself in a conversation with my wife maybe three, if not four times. Um, there was a list that had went around uh, on Facebook that had like a picture of the Goonies and it had like a, you know, a big list of, I want to say, 40 1980s movies that said, you know, these are the movies that you've got, you, that you must watch before you die or something like that. Um, and you know they uh, the premise is that you're supposed to respond to that picture with the amount of movies on that list that you had seen and I had gotten the lowest score uh, even below my wife's uh, and 
you know, she's not retro podcasting. So all of a sudden, because you're a retro podcaster, you've got to be an expert in like all things 1970s, 80s, and 90s. Not the case, people. Not the case. Anyway, so this list comes out, and then because my number I had reported lower than you know her, she's like, "What, what movies haven't you seen?" And the one that has now kind of really come to the forefront is because we have Amazon Prime and we go into Amazon Prime to watch a TV show that we've been binging. Uh, by the way, it's called Alone. If you're not watching Alone, then I highly recommend it if you really get into kind of the reality TV shows. Um, really, really enjoy that show. Anyway, we're binging that, but every time we go into the main menu of Amazon Prime, right there on the, the banner of you know movies that we think you'd like, is a movie that she loves and I've never seen. And the movie's called Mystic Pizza. Uh, and in fact, I think I may have already blown past it with this whole essential thing. But it's now come up at least twice where I have to confirm for her, no, I have not seen that movie. And she's like, really? I'm like, we've, we've had this conversation, dear. I have not seen that movie. Um, I don't know if she's ever seen To Live and Die in L.A., but anyway, you know, it goes along the lines of gaps in my 1980s movie watching, you know, um, whatever you want to call it, you know, you know, in my preview of everything that I've seen in my life. Uh, and, yeah, this one feels like a bigger gap to me than Mystic Pizza. Um, but Mystic Pizza, you know, obviously was on that list for a reason, right? You know, and that other list, not... Yeah, you know, this one. So I feel more obligated that she's going to want to like sit me down and watch it with me. Uh, because she, yeah, we did talk about Missing Pizza, didn't we? I remember talking about it with Scott for some reason. Uh, but anyway, um, so the, you know, the premise is that, you know, she's going to sooner or later go, you know what, we've, we've got to watch this now. Uh, and, so I'm kind of waiting on her on that. Uh, but I think I'm going to actively search out to live and die in L.A. and watch this thing because it looks really good. And I like Defoe. You know, he's, like I said, a badass. Um, so, yeah, I went down that whole thread of just talking about movies that, you know, uh, you know movies that I hadn't seen. Um, I felt it was very apropos you know, be as, as related to this movie because another one I hadn't seen. But you know what? I'm getting a little parched. Let me have a little sip of bourbon here. Okay. I think I'm at the point now I can wrap things up. Um, should I? Can I? Are you guys good with that? I mean, I can stop talking and then you just talk amongst yourselves. You know, like coffee talk. You're sweet like honey butter. Ugh, I got a phlegm. Talk amongst yourselves. Topic. Movies of the 1980s that you haven't seen. Alright. I'm okay now. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. I was trying to do my best uh, uh, coffee talk lady. Uh, but, you know, I uh, I didn't do that very well. Uh, one that I do enjoy is... Um, I like to 
back in Saturday Night Live when they were doing the uh, the Bush impression. Yeah, the one that I the the one that I have fun with is um, it was Dana Carvey, right? If I'm if I'm remembering that right, so it's Dana Carvey doing Bush, where he's like, "It's like Nike, just do it." For some reason that stuck with me, um, you know. And there was this one skit where he was talking about uh, having a heart murmur. You know, he's like. So I got this thing in my ticker. It's because I had a heart murmur. I know that sounds icky. It's kind of scary. But let me show you how it works. And then you hear the beep, beep, beep. And he goes, that's normal. But now let me think about something that gets me excited. Barbara and a teddy. Beep, 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 beep. All right, let's calm it down. Calm it down now. That's Saddam Hussein. Bad man over there. Bad man. It's like Nike. We're just going to go over there and do it. Anyway, I've always had fun with that. I don't do it much. I don't do it much because I don't know who else is going to get it. Hopefully you got it if you like Saturday Night Live like I do. Uh, at least, you know, back in the glory years before it kind of sucked. Uh, did I say that a lot? I didn't mean that. I'm a little judgy sometimes. Maybe it's suburban talking. Who knows? Anyway, let's wrap this up because that's what I was doing, wasn't I? I was going to wrap this up a few minutes ago and then you guys just led me astray. You allowed me the tangent. That's on you. So I'm blaming you for that. Anyway, website that we have out there, it's called bonsairetroclub.com. Your mission is to go out there right now and go visit that website. Check out all our happy links. We have happy links on the side. I've spent a lot of quality time putting those together for you, our listener. And I want you to go out there and enjoy all the stuff we're sharing. Uh, there's a media kit. I even put together a media kit. I mean, who does that? Come on. Anyway, go out there. Like I said, Team Bonsai is going to show you links that for every one of us, Scott, Rose, Suzanne, myself, our Instagram links, our Facebook links, our uh, Twitter accounts, all of that. You can get through our website. Check us out. You want to drop us an email to the whole team. I want you to do that. That's McFly at BonsaiRetroClub.com. Just drop us a quick note. Say, hey, you know what? I'm digging the mojo that you're laying out on us. Please do that. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Or maybe you have something else that you want to share about the live and die in L.A. And if you send me something, I will read that on one of these episodes. Uh, for any of the Essential Movie episodes that I've done, send me an email. Even if you just want to send it privately, where it's not to the whole team. That's dave at bonsairetroclub.com. I'll get it. I will read your email about whatever you want to say verbatim. And even you know talk about it. Uh, on these essential movie episodes I'll do that for you because I love you there I said it I love you okay hopefully you love me back anyway back to the point I was wrapping this I was going to say fucker up I'm wrapping this fucker up I can't believe my language I am saucy tonight anyway website already told you about that already told you how to get in contact with us the only thing left is for me to tell you 
please be excellent to each other. This is very, very sage advice from Bill and Ted. I'm, I'm passing that forward. I want you to be nice to each other. Don't be a dick. Right? See, once again, saucy, suburban. Suburban's talking. Anyway, back to the point. This part where I tell you to have a good whatever. I have no idea when you're going to listen to this. Hopefully, you know, you're in your happy place when you're listening to it. And maybe this podcast, this episode helped you get a little bit more into your happy place. I hope it did. This is me signing off. Bye-bye. This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Bonsai, Daniel said. Hey, Bonsai! 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 Bonsai!